Thank you for listening to the Following Films podcast. Today I'm joined by Hopper Penn to discuss his work in the new film Devil's Peak. In the film, Hopper co-stars with Billy Bob Thornton, Robin Wright, and Jackie Earl Haley. The film is a tense family thriller set in the Appalachian Mountains, where a local crime lord controls his family and business with violence. Big thanks to Bookmans for sponsoring this episode, and to Fort Worth for letting us use their song at the end. If you'd like to connect with the show, the best place to find us online is at followingfilms.com or on Twitter by following at followingfilms. Please leave us a review and follow the show on Spotify. It really does help. You can also support the Following Films podcast by going to anchor.fm slash followingfilms slash support. Devil's Peak is currently playing in theaters and available on demand. We hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey, Hopper, how are you today, man? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, first thing I got to ask you, man, um, where are you from? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, okay. Because a lot of times when there's films like this, I think the the accent can really throw off a film. It can either make it or break it. And I... It's something that I was trying to think of a film where somebody nailed the accent, but it was still like a shit performance. And I couldn't think of one. Now I've thought of plenty of good performances were killed by a bad, by a bad accent, but I couldn't think of the inverse of that. And you nailed the accent here. And I think that that's just so crucial to a film like this. Thank you so much for saying that. Cause that's probably my biggest fear about this film. <laughs> and I, I thank you, but I don't agree. You don't agree. Well, it's uh, I, I'm from Georgia, so it's not the exact oh, really? it's supposed to take place. So I've been around Southern accents my whole life and you're doing a much smaller accent here. It's not over the top. It's something that does feel like it's grounded by somebody who is looking to the outside world, somebody who has this longing to be in another world than they are currently in. And I think the way that you chose to do this accent absolutely fits the character. Thank you so much. I, I do give that to my mom though, because she, since I can remember me and me and her are very similar and we've been doing accents back and forth just as joke jokes since I was like six. <laughs> so it's so, I give credit to her. Did you go to a dialect coach or anything for this, or is this just preparing at home for this one? <laughs> yeah, this is just preparing at home. I'm, I mean, I remember me and my mom were both kind of nervous about it um even her you know being you know in this business for so long and she's done accents from all over the world for movies um and she's you know originally from texas but we all we did really we were like can we we called billy up and like over facetime before we started shooting and we we're like can we just hear what you're gonna do and it was it's Billy Bob Thornton, you know, he yeah. talks like already. So we, we realized it wasn't going to be like too different from him. Uh, and again, like, I mean, I give my mom credit, but I also give Billy credit because w- growing up watching him, I've always, you know, reset his lines from bad Santa trying to do his voice. It, so it's impossible I not to, know. man. He's, he has such a yeah. delivery system that you can't help but get that in your head. Yeah. He's, I think, He's like one of the best in my mind. I agree. I agree. What's that? Well, 
but it's also something where I think that when you have a performer like that, it's something where, and he has a lot of scenery to chew up with some of his dialogue and some of his moments here, but it only works if he's playing against somebody that's giving him the space to do that. And I think that the, your two performances next to one another, that you're making his performance possible in a lot of ways, the way that you're working together. It's the, the one that I always go to is um, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. And if you think about that without Ray Liotta selling how fucking scary this guy is, that doesn't work because it would just be comical and they would just fall flat in that way. You're absolutely selling how frightening this man is. So he doesn't seem like, uh, you know, a joke. I was wondering, could you talk a little bit about working off? Yeah. And, Oh, please go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing, the thing, the thing with Billy is like, like he gives you everything to play off <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's an odd thing because he, he's, I would say he's probably a method actor in a lot of ways, but you know, they call cut and he's like, Hey bud, like, let's go have a smoke. You know, like he's just nice and just, he's like the sweetest guy I've ever met. But right when they say action, it's, charlie McNeely, like he's fully in it when they call action and and he also does a lot of things where he'll come up to me and be like hey bud you, you know like you're cool if i throw something in there you're not going to expect and it could be you know him hitting me to him like going full improv and like he gave he gave me everything to play off of like and and if i if i did that for him that's because of him because he just he sucked me right into the role when they called action and I tried to stay in character like most of the time just so I wouldn't, you know, forget or lose the accent or do it differently in another take, which happened a couple of times, but not when I was working with him. When I was working with him, it was like, I'm Jacob McNeely and this is my scary fucking dad. And I think also he did it really in a smart way where he's so sweet and loving and caring off screen. So I could feel like he was like a father figure. And then it just was like, okay, now he's scary. And it, it it made it really, I wouldn't say it was an easy film, but it made it really easy to get into this character with him. That makes a lot of sense. Because, well, he never drifts into that caricature side of things where it's just, it, you do feel like while he clearly has a separate moral compass than most of the world, he does have a worldview that he's that he's consistent with and that he has expectations around his family and i think that he genuinely does love and care about his family but it's just in a completely dark twisted way that he just uh, he's a broken man and that yeah. that's what he's playing this as not as somebody who's just pure evil incarnate yeah exactly <laughs> and then could you just talk a little bit about taking on beyond that and working with, I mean, just this cast, it's incredible in yourself. I think you're really phenomenal here. And, but, you know, working like, you know, Jackie and your mom and just everybody in this thing is just so goddamn good that I, this is the kind of film that feels like it could be done as a stage play. Cause this is really about the performances. The movie looks good, but really I think the performances are the, the centerpiece of this film. Yeah. I mean, working with Jackie was, it was just an honor like beyond yeah. belief and i mean really cool is that like 
like my my dad's worked with Billy, my dad's worked with Jackie. Um that was just like that felt really cool for me to like be able to kind of continue with that and uh work. Oh, I, I I'm losing you. I'm not I'm not able to hear for a second. Sorry. Uh, oh, there you go. So I just said uh working with my mom. Um, I think she's the best actress around and like I, I don't know those those the scenes that I did with my mom were were the easiest to me because yeah, I just like like Billy did like my mom seeing her right when I walk in that room and seeing her as this mess character it was like my I just started crying like immediately <laughs> like we we didn't even do the first two takes because I was not I wasn't supposed to cry immediately <laughs> um so I'd like hold it back and that was kind of tough. But, but then again, like I've never really been able to make myself cry. So that's why I would say it was easy because it was just, it just happened. But yeah, I mean, working with Jackie, Jackie got to set and he's just, he's so professional. He's so, everybody's so mellow and not like a diva, <laughs> which I've, I've, I've worked with people that are unknown, but that have done a lot of things and they're just like, you know, asking PAs to get them shit. I'm just like, why? Like, and then these guys are like, a PA is like, hey, Jackie, can I get you something? He's like, no, no, I'll, I'll get it. Like, I can go to Crafty, you know, like, <laughs> and Billy was always, always the one to ask me if I wanted anything. <laughs> Not That's saying great. like the PAs were, were great. Like, they, they would always ask, but none of us wanted them to do that. So, I mean, it was, it was really cool to work with these guys that are just veterans, but, they're just they're so professional and when they get to work they know what they're doing like they know exactly what how to do it and what they're going to bring to it and that it gave it like felt like a support system to have to watch that you know to and mirror it and kind of you know today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by bookman's So the last time I went into Bookman's, I went straight over to the Blu-ray section, specifically to the 4K Blu-ray section. And within just a few seconds, I came across one of my favorite films of all time, uh, Real Genius. Now, Real Genius is one of those movies that I purchased on Blu-ray, DVD, Laserdisc, and VHS. It's probably the comedy that I've owned more than any other comedy I think the only other films that I've owned on more formats or more copies of are probably Alien and Terminator 2. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. It's one of my favorite films. I saw it for the first time when I was in third grade, and it's one of those movies I go back to once every couple years, maybe once a year, and I always find something new in it. It's one of those films that's grown with me. or It's stayed the same, but I've grown with the film, and I just pick up on new things every time. I, I sit down to watch it, and I think that has a lot to do with Martha Coolidge. She's the director of the film, and she managed to make this really smart film um, in a time when most comedies were very broad, especially college comedies. Um, they were, for lack of a better word, they were pretty stupid, a lot of these films. And some of these films I do really love, but Real Genius is just, it's not that. It's not, it, it has broad humor in it. But it also has 
something to say and it has something to say about the college experience about what it means to grow up and coming of age and it's just an incredible little film it has a ton of heart in it and if you haven't seen it it's one of my favorite val kilmer performances as well so definitely recommend checking out real genius if you haven't seen it before and also recommend going to bookman's if you've never been there before there's six locations in arizona uh, three of them are here in tucson and at the northwest location uh, in tucson i will be hosting a true crime trivia night on october 21st so i hope you can make it down for that and hope you enjoy the rest of the show thanks it it takes away a lot of the fear of working with these guys that I've been watching since I was young, you know, it was just like another day with my buddies, which was awesome. That's great. Um, could you talk a little bit about one of, to me, one of the themes in this movie that really resonated with me was the idea of generational expectation. And, you know, I have an older brother. I live in the shadow of my older brother. I live in the shadow of my father. There's expectations because of the things that have come before me. And that's what this character is grappling with a lot. And I, I only assume that that's something that has existed for you as well. It's just something that to I think we all have it in our own ways. And it's how much weight that carries on you. Um, because this is really just the, this is Capulets and Montagues at its heart. This is a story that we've been telling for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, probably since storytelling begins. And so I think there's something innate in the human condition about wanting to break out of the mold that's come before you while also having parts of the generations before you that are inherent in you. I, I'm not sure if that was something that connected to you in this piece or not, but definitely something that I felt in here. Um. I mean, yes, in a way, I've all, I've always, you know, been in my parents' shadow in a sense, but I just, I don't, I don't think of it that way. I think of it like, I mean, that these are my parents being two of, I think, the best actors out there, and they were so supportive in whatever I ever wanted to do, which acting was never my first choice, um, and. I just, I also feel very different from both of my parents. So I was, I felt comfortable doing it and not feeling like, you know, I don't care about criticism or comparisons really. Um, so I, I would say like, so no, I don't, I don't really know what I'm trying to say exactly, but I guess I feel like I've kind of made my own path in a way of yeah. my style um, and my personality and Billy was the one that told me, he's like, bring all your personal traumas, your personal shit days, your personal great days, bring them all to all to set. And, and, you know, we'd, we'd talk about a scene before or like the day before, if it was going to be a, a rough one, like he was just like, you know, make whatever's in your life, Jacob's life. And you don't have to say it, you know, Jacob obviously has a much harder life than a lot of people and has gone through a lot harder things than I would ever have to go through. You know, I would, I mean, I've never, I've never had a parent like threaten to kill me or put a gun right. in my head. You know? um, so to it just, I mean, that was like a really big tip that he gave me and it, it helped a lot where I could kind of just think of, okay, like, I've had my own struggles in my life with addiction, with, you know, fighting and whatever, but 
nothing to this extent, I don't think. And but being able to bring that and make it my own feelings of past things, that's that helped a lot. You know, I didn't feel like I was acting. I just felt like I was kind of reliving this thing and just saying lines, which is another thing Billy told me before we started shooting. He's like, learn that script. And he's like, that doesn't mean you can't, you know, go off script and do improv, but learn it. So those words are second nature and you can feel anything you need to, but those words will come out as just like a baseline. And that, that helped a lot. Like I, and it was also, you know, was that, made the whole shoot like a little bit more emotional for me just kind of reliving things rethinking about the way i felt when something would happen in my past and that i think that because it was so emotional throughout the whole shooting process it, it was it was it brought me to where i think i needed to be for the character no that that makes perfect sense and even the stuff that you internalize in this film is some of the the best work to me where because you leave space for people to project themselves into it the moment the moment where you're watching the national anthem being sung and it just moves in on you and you hold that whole frame as the music falls out and it's just this this quiet desperation that's in your eyes that's just like this half this broken broken man looking for any sense of hope in the world and finds it and finds beauty in that moment and it's so it's beautiful it's poignant it's sad it's tragic and it's just all this thing and it's not that you're pushing it too hard it's just this quiet internal moment and it just you allow the viewer to empathize with you in a way that when you're doing it too big and overselling it i think that just it is a distraction well, thank you Thank you very much. No, I just, uh, I congratulations on the film. Did a great job. This is definitely something that I'm highly recommending to people. I had, um, I really enjoyed this. I don't know that I would say I had a great time watching it, um, but I did quite a bit. Um, It's there's, um, yeah, there's some great performances here to really dig your teeth into. Um, And kind of the last thing I got to ask though, um, as a 46 year old recovering skateboarder, are you, do you still ride? I do. I Good. do. Good man. I, I think that helps. It centers you. Yeah. I will never stop. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today, man. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Nice to meet you, man. Take care. Thank you, thank you Christopher. Thank you. Bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Get me hope
always crack.